Hi, welcome into the Plank Show on a, oh my God, what day is it? It's a Wednesday. A Wednesday. (laughs) I told you this whole week has been messed up because I was gone all last week, and then I took Monday off, and so now today seems like Tuesday, yesterday seemed like Monday, but that's why you're the coach, Lindsey Gray-Walton, kicking it off. You knew. Good morning. Good Good morning, morning, Coach. Kyle Walton. Hey, how are we doing? Good morning. How are you guys today? That's not always the case, just to be clear. <laughs> so I, I, I think I'm that sharp always. I, I noticed, Coach, I think we might be kindred spirits even more so than I first realized because Kyle will start the Netflix series and you'll be the one that falls asleep. 100%. Right? 100%. 100%. Oh, you, now, do you stop right away, Kyle? No. Because, no? Well, it's a, this is a great debate. There's a decision that has to be made of how interested she was. Ooh. And if she brings up the documentary, we ha- like, yes, I do stop. Okay, okay. If she doesn't, she's like, oh, I'll catch it kind of with you. And no, we're not stopping. Okay. I'm not stopping. Right, right. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. This train's not stopping. We, we, they did that to me, my family, my wife, and my daughter did on the uh, D.B. Cooper documentary oh, yeah. that's on netflix i for some reason i'm fascinated with this story how does a guy jump out of right? a plane and nobody, nobody knows what knows. happened right and i fell asleep and they all kept watching it and they're like oh it's incredible dad dude you, yeah. you can't wait i'm like yeah. fun's taken out of it because you've just yeah. seen it all right yeah no there's there's definitely some that you know as coaches you're watching anything and everything that you can get your hands on in the <laughs> off season so yeah, we dig on a lot of them but there's so many good ones out right, right? like the um, F1 series, that one's awesome. You've got the, right now we're deep into the Arsenal one and just, you know, the mind of a coach. You're just always trying to pick up different things, but I think the message is always the same. You need great passion of what you're doing together um, out there as a unit. You have to have a great mission. You have to have a vision. Um, everyone has to be aligned. And, you know, so we're all saying the same things a hundred different ways, just trying to get it to stick. But, yeah, I mean, we are, gosh, officially like eight days into preseason. That's kind of crazy. So you no longer get the Netflix shows. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's kind of like, uh, I will tell you, we did a, a little exercise as a group at our first dinner. It was, you know, look at the person across from you and you have to describe them as a road sign. Okay. I know it sounds weird, but no, 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 no. I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Go so, ahead. <laughs> we then, as a staff, gave our own, like as an example. So I said, "Hey, like I feel I am like a yield sign. I just slow, but I'm never stopping, right? Okay. Unless my head hits that pillow, That's like right. yeah, right? you're out." Um, and Kyle is, you know. He's like, it's one way. Like, there's one speed. I was just thinking. That's. I think that's what I would be. I think it would be one way. Left lane, hammer down, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> right. And, you know, pedal to the metal. So it was just a fun kind of exercise to obviously break the ice but get you thinking. And it's just, I will say, it's been a great eight days. And, yeah, the documentaries have probably subsided a little bit more in the last eight days than what we were watching leading up to it. But um, I think we were, like, just collecting and gathering and getting ready for launching into what we feel can be a really successful fall season this is a great that's a great thing that you bring up in watching these things because i learn i learn from everything i feel like at least i try to now i don't know how much i'm learning from rick and morty in south park but i I try to learn from everything (laughs) but you talk about watching the all or nothing and these started as football documentaries on amazon prime because i remember they had bruce arians and the cardinals had jeff fisher and the rams whenever i think he got fired uh mid-season during it but watching the the Arsenal one, how much do you can you learn from it? 
Oh, I mean, like we have something right now just talking in our core values of, you know, you want to be your authentic self, be you aligned with us. And I think the most recent episode where it's, he puts up the image of, you know, what do you see? Is it the duck or the rabbit? You know, what I can't have as a coach is that we have nine people seeing a duck and then we have seven people seeing a rabbit. <laughs> we either all need to see the duck or we all need to see the rabbit. And, you know, us as coaches, it's, it's our job to teach the system, help them understand. I mean, I think we talked last year. Right now they're getting ready for Volleyball 101 in there. Like, we do. We do a class because you don't want to assume anything. You know, Coach Wooden, he used to make his team put their uniform on, put the shoes on, lace them up. Like, if that isn't so true to don't assume anything and teach them everything, um, this team were 70% sophomores and freshmen, so they have no real idea still of what exactly they're expected to do. And I don't want to say that as like, we haven't taught them. It's, you know, it takes that time and being in the program, being in the system and multiple repetitions. So, I mean, to say we're eight days in, we've probably gotten 10,000 plus contacts and, you know, just, and I wouldn't say that many jumps, but we have definitely trained the eyes, trained the feet, trained the hands, the competitive spirit. So, um, yeah, we're, we feel like we're at a good point right now. And, and then this weekend we get to actually play an exhibition game. That's a beautiful thing for, for volleyball now. It never used to be. And, right. um, we have that opportunity to, to play UCA and we'll be on the road. So it just, you know, another chance to learn about what it's like being in someone's, someone else's gym, having the jerseys on, you know, just all the things that if you're coming from club, if you're coming from high school, that all feels very comfortable to you. You've been doing that for four or five plus years. So we're just trying to really make what feels uncomfortable seem very comfortable. I love it. Lindsey Gray Walton kick off, kicking off the show this. Kyle Kyle and I talk a lot. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, I steal a lot of his romance. time. Romance. Romance is very much on high alert here. But we talk a lot about the popularity of volleyball. 100%. And, Kyle, I don't think that people truly understand, you know, the Big Ten this year. They had their volleyball media days at the same place where they had their football media. Well, I, I think mm -hmm. football was in the dome, but they, they do where basketball does right. their media days. Mm -hmm. This is a massive sport. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things <clears throat> here in Oklahoma. It's, you know, it's catching on. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a slow process. But <clears throat> when we go down to, you know, Texas is where we get the majority or a lot of our kids. Mm -hmm. Texas is a hotbed. And so, you know, it is the most participated sport of female athletes in high school sports. Like, it is surpassed track and field. It's surpassed women's basketball. And so I think that's one of the, the biggest things that, you know, the, our country is starting to figure out and universities are starting to figure out is how big the sport actually is. It's, it's frustrating for me at where we go to school, they don't have a volleyball team, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're missing out in high school. In yep. high school, I should be. And I think now you see that people realize, Coach, the, the success and the possibilities around this sport, and you see schools adding it. We were talking yep. about uh, Vanderbilt before yep. the show started, how they're adding volleyball for the yep. future. I mean, there's programs in college and in high school. This is a growing sport yep. that needs to have more opportunities. 100%. I mean, fastest emerging sport amongst high school females, 13 to 18. There's 330-plus Division One programs. Compare that to some other you know, women's sports competitively that are operating under 100 programs, Division One. So just fast emerging on the men's side, too, fastest growing in high school boys. Um, yeah, just the 
the parity is real. Right. Mm-hmm. When you once had to get this one recruit, that one recruit. Now there's so many kids playing and the talent level is so high of all of them that this is why this place was a destination program, you know, when it opened up four years ago. And I think that speaks to just the foundation that it takes to put in the time, the sweat equity, the roots recruiting and truly growing the game. And the, what you want to evolve it to is that you can recruit your state, you know, and the best come from your state. And the, we have been able to do that every year since we've gotten here and we want to continue doing that moving forward but if you put the radius bubble of the the three hour five hour seven hour drive we touch a lot of things and then now as we transition and conference realignment as that constantly keeps changing um you know i think we we stay aligned with what oklahoma is and that's being amongst the best competing amongst the best and that's what we'll continue to do and that's why we were brought here to you know, resurgence of the program, um, and it takes time. And I think that's where we're at finally with this group of individuals that are on our roster. Four years in, going into our fifth season, this is the first year that it is a fully Walton-recruited class or, or roster. Wow. Um, so, I thought of that. Yeah, and, that, and just, you know, from a, a, a level of understanding just how much time as a coach it takes to lay your foundation of a culture, lay your foundation of a system, you know, get the recruits that you've recruited, the back-to-back-to-back top 10 recruiting classes that we've brought in, um, and you just want to layer onto that that you need to educate your fans. You need to educate the people around you, the the department, um, the community. And so, yeah, the game is growing like crazy. The digital experience is going to be next level with ESPN Plus this year and then as we transition with SEC Network. Um, But just, you know, our game is fast. It's fun. It's physical. We've got nine people on our team touching over 10-3. So if you think about that in another sports standard, they're, they're dunking. Right. They're dunking. So that is something that you can sit now 10 feet away and watch. You know, you are up and close and personal on it. Whether you are at home on your couch, you feel like you're 10 feet away from that court mm-hmm. or you want to take part and buy one of the sideline seats this year. Publicity. Selfish plug there. But no, I mean, it, it's a sport that I think captures you and just takes you in. And um that is what we are so excited about is this team has a different look, a different energy, a different vibe, um, and they're like a rocket ship getting ready to take off, and just the next piece to that puzzle is a packed field house this Which fall. we had a great crowd for the Crimson and Cream. Holy moly, yeah. <laughs> we I were, mean. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like just simply going over to the um, – freshman orientation Mm -hmm. getting it out a little bit but i think people are hungry to get back out and support sports and women's sports specifically so yeah um and our kids are recognizable my goodness they they're you can't miss them they're (laughs) between (laughs) between the and i love them all between the hair the piercing the personalities the the size the you know and then just also sometimes the when you're looking, you're like, there's 6'5 and 5'4. What's going on there? And and just how that all, all matches. But um, we're really excited for for the fans to get to know these these players as people. Which is a, a main reason why we're here today. We're going to yeah. talk to a yeah. lot of the players. You've opened up practice here this morning. Uh, and, Kyle, whenever people come in, they'll see some different things. They, you've got a new court, obviously. And Coach mentioned the new energy as well. Yeah, the new court's a Awesome. And it was a huge part <clears throat> kind of of our phasing of, of a lot of the projects here in the field house. And um, what it does 
it's it's a TerraFlex floor. It's what the Olympics are played on. Um, a lot of the schools are starting to transition to it. Um, it lays down kind of like a wrestling mat, but way, way thinner. But what it does is it helps with the shock absorption. We do a lot of our jumping on there. Um, it kind of saves the knees, saves the ankles in, in all those facets, but it just looks phenomenal. So That's <laughs> awesome. And yeah. a, new, a new strength coach? Yeah, I mean, body by Dane. Body I'm by ha- Dane. I'm going to hashtag like that. that. He hates that. But, <laughs> um, no, I mean, Dane Summer, he behind the scenes just goes to work and cares so much about what he does and not that – um, we weren't in a good place before, but like we said, we want to strive to be top 10. And in order for us to do that, we have to level up every year. And so back in January, we said we'd have to push the needle and push these kids and raise the bar. Best is our standard. Um, and he did. He took it to another level. And we've had the best preseason since we've been here because a credit to what they did in the weight room you know what you do in the dark and they had a summer that was led by unbelievable captainship both home and away right our captains this year kelsey carrington tyler alcorn savannah davison well two were here savannah was training with team canada so how does that all work and how do they you know gel and make sure that the the culture stays stays rooted in what what we want it to be there's a good foundation but also they're pushing each other every day there's they're holding each other accountable um and i mean the maturity of this team this year is is phenomenal and so we can we can push them more than we have ever been able to before um and we wouldn't if we couldn't we told them that yesterday Mm. right so we're that gets you up in the morning as a coach you you feel like you want to watch all the more video you want to have all the meetings that you can and then you got to go okay well school starts next week (laughs) you know like life starts for them and and we have to find that good work-life balance of keeping hungry to stay in a good space academically keeping hungry to stay in a good space competitively on the court um and then mission driven like what is the sum of our parts and what are we trying to get done this year and that's a deep run in december now we got a break yeah and you got to go yeah. uh, do volleyball 101 <laughs> gotta and go teach. you got you got to teach but uh, and we're gonna get a chance to talk to you yeah. at, at, later later in the show yeah. and i'm real excited about that but before we I, i'll let you go you mentioned dane i am a big fan of your staff not just with with obviously yeah. kyle but andy your athletic trainer is yeah. incredible with, and a very good slam ball player too from what i've or spike ball excuse spike me ball spike ball and also pickleball paddle she's a pickleballer now don't get her started on all right, it. get the girl right. a pickleball <laughs> paddle now uh <laughs> drake obviously does an incredible job yeah. uh carly helping you out carly, this year. Yeah. did i say carly it's okay uh, i do that a lot it's i think okay. but your whole caitlin maybe uh, you saw my recruiting board <laughs> 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 but my my point more than anything else is with that staff you guys it's it's young it's energetic and it's a fun group now that's not to say it's just show up kick your feet up and nope. play on your phone all day long right. but how how rewarding is it for you to have a staff that is as committed as you are oh i mean it, it's exactly it, it makes or breaks your ability to be next level you know if the energy matches what you're trying to come with every day and they're hungry to do their job really really well 
you know, develop great setters, develop a great offensive system, recruit the the nation's best, mm-hmm. and put on unbelievable visits. I mean, we honestly believe if we can get a kid here, we've got about a thousand percent batting rate <laughs> average right now, um, just because Oklahoma does that, right? The brand speaks to to everyone, but then when you get here and you feel it and you meet them. I mean, we are nothing without a staff behind right. us like that. Um, and, you know, they just work tire- tirelessly so that all the girls have to think about doing is showing up, competing hard, and playing for the name on the front. And that is so crucial to the the best programs, doing what they do and allowing us to coach. You know, I mean, someone like Diana, who's on in two weeks, right? Like, she <laughs> is just feeling like she's sinking, but she's doing amazing. <laughs> And, you know, we're just, she does, she's holding herself to that same standard. And I think it's all the people behind the scenes. You know, we look different now. Mm-hmm. We, we're stronger. We're faster. We're jumping higher. We're, we've got a, a little bit chippier, you know, oh, that's not me. We haven't right. been with them since April, right? Like that's them. That's Dane. That's, Aunt, that's the people that they've been able to be around. And, um, our message to the group in April was, you know, we better maintain the work that we've put in because we've worked too hard from January to now to just give it 90 days off. However, the most important piece is that we look like the best group of individuals as a sum of the parts, team, trust, ultimate levels so that we can have bad days together and we can just keep it moving and, um, and we can have really good days and a lot of them. But we can't show up as a pack of strangers. That was the message. And I think you'll see in practice today and when you meet them this after or this morning on, on air, um, they do. They have a lot of personality. They're hungry to win. And we as a staff are driven to do anything and everything for them to make that happen. So um, it's going to be a good morning, and it's going to be a really good fall. So we want to stay healthy. All right, Travis shut the door on me, so I know you guys got to right, go. There you go. Right. Kyle, you man, are you happy with Chet Holmgren, by the way? <laughs> I'll, I'll get out here. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on wrapping my head. Up. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. Thanks, Kyle. That's uh, Lindsey Gray Walton, Coach Kyle Walton, hanging out with us here on the Plank Show to kick things off on a really fun day. This is like the one year anniversary for us of being on 94.7 in a lot of ways, too, because is it is it a year yet? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. How about that? So a year ago, essentially, you know, tomorrow, we sat right here in the same spot with Kyle and with Coach Walton. They're both Coach Walton, but Lindsey Gray Walton. And we did our show on the first day of being the ref on 94.7. And it was fun. And a lot of new faces, but not on here. And we're pumped about that. So welcome into a very unique day. Uh, We'll get Josh in here. I think Pierce is in today. We'll get rolling on a... Wednesday edition of the Plank Show, live from OU Volleyball, right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the show. We're on the road today, and you can be here, too. We're inviting you out to McCaslin Fieldhouse. Um, kind of what time we what time we get things started? 1030, right? Is that 1030? Okay. 1030 this morning, they're going to open up the, the doors. I almost said the gates. There's no gates here at McCaslin Fieldhouse, but uh, they're going to open up the doors, welcoming fans, and we're going to watch this volleyball team get after it today. They had a great crowd for their Crimson and Cream scrimmage. Um, and they're going to have a fun day today, man. I, I I think it's pretty obvious how much I dig Lindsey Gray Walton and the bromance with uh, with Kyle and his crew. They're just 
They're good people. They work hard. They put together an incredible roster, and I think it's going to be a fun year. Good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you? Good morning. You sent me down quite the little rabbit hole this morning. I went Uh-oh. back and which one? <laughs> watched the entirety of the Oklahoma Notre Dame highlights, courtesy of YouTube. <laughs> From 2012, I cannot believe, man, that that game is a decade ago. I, I, you know, it's one of those to where right. It makes sense. I mean, yeah, it was a decade ago, right? I mean, it, it's like it was a long time uh-huh. ago, and yet I can remember that morning and walking to the stadium so vividly and seeing a Notre Dame fan chugging down a <laughs> chugging down a big uh, bottle of fireball ah boomer sooner what's this and then getting into the stadium and thinking the whole way over there oh dude you don't know what's about to hit you here at gaylord family oklahoma memorial stadium today kiss that undefeated season goodbye baby and then uh obviously it didn't play out like that no it didn't but i i will say it's it's a season so i i've this is my opinion. We got some some of the players and student athletes here, the volleyball team, Josh, throughout the day that are going to join us. Um, it, the Oklahoma City Spark are announcing their head coach this morning in about thirty minutes, and um, whenever we can, we're going to try to get Tina Floyd. She's got a lot of responsibilities on to talk about their new head coach. So we we got a fun. I, I'm really excited about this show. It's the one year anniversary of of being the ref. It's it's really fun. Um, but I have found, I don't want to get all preachy or anything here, but sometimes we don't remember seasons unless there's like a championship attached, right? Um, you know, I've gone back and I've listened to a lot of classic games, and I talked yesterday about how I've grown in really respecting even more than I possibly could have imagined. Tinker Owens, the player. Tinker Owens as a player was well before my time. I know Tinker Owens, the awesome dude, Lindsay's dad, you know, that his brother played here, and he's just a great, great Sooner. But I never really understood the greatness of Tinker, the football player, until I started listening to these classic broadcasts and then watching the highlights. So I think sometimes history, we remember more those great seasons and oh do you remember in i don't know i'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head when they went undefeated in 2000 there's never been a year like that but even in those moments where things didn't necessarily go so well in 2012 is a great example i mean josh the atmosphere and the energy around that game on october 27th in 2012 and this becomes relevant because of the manti teo documentary which is uh on on netflix right now and it takes you back to that game when the sooners played notre dame I don't know if I've seen a home environment quite like that. That was that was five versus eight. I think game day was there. It was a primetime game. It was on ABC. Um, the Sooners had a really tough loss to Kansas State earlier in the season, but they had destroyed Texas. They went to Texas Tech. They destroyed Texas Tech. They had just beat up on Kansas. So, and, and a lot of people look back to that Kansas State game because, what, there was a couple missed field goals that had made the difference. There was Coughed. there was a fumble on the goal line. There was a pick six, pick right? Pick six, yeah, coughed it up right as you were yeah. going in to score. I mean, it was a myriad of mistakes to lose that Kansas State game. But you felt, you felt going into that Notre Dame game, they had elevated themselves back up to number eight. You felt this is a team that if they beat Notre Dame – suddenly some things start to open up for them, right? And it's just, it, again, 
it was 2012. It was a season that ended with a Cotton Bowl loss. Um, it took a miracle against TCU to hold on and still win the Big 12 championship. Uh, the Bedlam game was a crazy game that was won, and in overtime, I it was that the year with the walk off run by Brennan Clay. Oh yeah, no. in overtime. I, 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 in overtime. Okay. In it, overtime. It, that game sticks out in my mind, too, because it was – dude, it was like a party at Gaylord Family yeah. Oklahoma Memorial Stadium right. after that Bedlam win. The fans yeah. didn't leave. The coaches were on the field. It was – that was a wild night. And that came right on the heels, remember, yeah. of that crazy game up in Morgantown where Kenny Stills caught the touchdown late. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I completely had forgot about that. That was our first trip to Morgantown too that was the that was whenever somehow my hops got caught you guys could see me jumping up in the air and celebrating but I bring it up because it is it's an incredible memory right just thinking about that game now it ended up being a little bit more lopsided than it would indicate but it's it's amazing how something can trigger a memory and last night I started watching the Manti Teo documentary and it, it triggered that game all over. Now, have you watched this documentary yet? No, I heard you guys talking about it. I, so I was broadcasting okay. Edlam Volleyball last night, so I wasn't nearby uh, where, uh, you know, it was It was not documentary season for Josh last night. But gotcha. okay, what is it called Same. and where is it at? I would love to, yeah, sit down well, and I, watch it. Okay, so basically just what I did is I opened up Netflix and it just started playing. <laughs> I guess it just dropped yesterday and it was the very top thing that they were advertising. Um, which is usually Stranger Things, and it's just Manti, to look up Manti Tail. It's really, uh, I'm halfway through episode one, and there is a bomb that has dropped right in the open. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay, wow. You get a chance Good. to watch tonight, try. Do you have high school tonight? No, uh, this is a great night for me to to dive right back into the legend that is uh, Lene okay. Kakua. Hey, gotcha. Uh, we got a break. We're going to try to stay on the clock today, but I, I did want to add one thing. Now, you had started going through the Brent Venables media avail yesterday, right, just during the, the first segment? Cor- correct. Accurate, yes. Accurate, okay. Same, same. I had started. I got here. Um, I Just to break down the fourth wall, Kyle Walton and I have been trying to play golf all off season, and this is the first time we've seen each other. So I was getting the, the full meal tour of everything here. But um, I retweeted what Lee Benson said, and it's by no means – I love Lee to death, and we'll, we'll probably have Lee on quite a bit as we get into the football season. But I thought just since the big story this morning is, you know, kind of deciphering going back through the, the Brent Venables presser, uh, Lee had tweeted this. I retweeted it. He said, interesting development at the tackle position for the Sooners. Brent Venables says they've got four guys, no question right now. Two of them are freshmen, Jake Taylor and freshman Jacob Sexton. We like where they are right now. The other two are Wanya Morris and Tyler Guyton. Now, that doesn't seem right, right? You know, I mean, you think about Anton Harrison and what he's done. But what I've come to realize is we may need to hire. Are you familiar with this Twitter account, Buck M. Tim? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm we familiar. may need to hire Tim. Okay, Tim Buckman. Tim, we may need to hire you because I think Tim got it figured out. And because I went through it and I thought, man, that's really odd because, and again, you, you might, for, we lose our minds because Twitter's so instant, right? It gets out there right away and there's not the context. We don't know the question that was asked and things of that nature or how you responded. But um, 
Tim tweeted this. He goes, I think you've really misinterpreted some Brent speak. Um, and he basically said, I think what he was saying was the OL group has been good. They have nine guys they really like, four at tackle and five inside. Tim then added. Then I believe what he was trying to say is that the Jakes have been a part of the O-line room being very good. Not that they're both in the mix to start a tackle over Anton and Savion. It was a very confusing way to put it, but it makes a lot more sense, especially considering Jake S. was literally just playing guard at the scrimmage. And I I went back through it, and I realized I think Tim's on to something here. You know, it may, maybe a coach forgets a guy's name. Maybe he's talking about the O-line group in general. But if the question was asked, hey, how do you feel about the tackles, maybe Brent Venables looks at it, and he's talking about his whole offensive line group instead of just the tackles, right? I think that's what happened here. Yes, I think Tim is on to something. And the other part of it is you're hired, Tim. Yes, you're you're on board, you're hired, come on down. <laughs> the other thing is, yeah, you might just forget a name as you're doing this interview right here. You know, you think that Brent Venables wouldn't do that, but look, he doesn't sit there and have a two deep in front of him as he's got these cameras and microphones right there uh, right. right there with him at the end of practice. I mean, heck, he just got done with practice, right? I mean, <laughs> not thinking of every last person every second of uh, each question right here. So it's totally, totally plausible that Anton Harrison, the name, just slipped his mind. Or that he was talking about the complete offensive line. Yes. Guy. So uh, interesting. Interesting. Quick break. When we come back, let's start by diving headfirst into some of the student athletes. Sierra Jones. Oh, oh, what am I talking about? Student athletes. The assistants are going to join us coming up next. Oh, let's go learn a little bit more about what the Sooners have coming out in 2022 for this OU volleyball team. Second year assistant Sierra Jones. Travis Magarin is going to join us when we come back. The Plank Show is on the road. We're at the McCaslin Fieldhouse today where we are celebrating OU Volleyball. They're having an open practice. The practice starts at 1030, and we're getting you ready for it right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We're on the road today, but it's not like we're too far away from home. We're at McCaslin Fieldhouse, and we talked to Lindsey Gray-Walton and Kyle Walton to start the show, so we'll continue our trip to the coaching staff. Year two, Travis McGorian joins us. Welcome back. Thank you. It Thanks does seem me. like it's been a year, right? I know. I'm it's... sure for you guys it does. Somewhat. <laughs> the kind of coaching. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not only with Travis, but also Sierra Jones, who was, I think I just pulled coach, right? Hey, what's up, baby? Dane Summer. Look at him. I got coffee breath. I'm sorry, dude. I apologize. And I left this shirt in my car so I might stink. All good. <laughs> I'm sorry, coach. Sierra Jones joins us as well, too. Welcome back. How are you? I pulled you right. Oh, wait, hold on here. I got to turn your mic on. Oh, that's okay. Professional radio guy. It's okay. Did no, I pull you out okay. of a meeting? Are you good? Well, we were just talking about recruiting in, our, in there with the team. Gotcha. Nothing crazy. Sometimes the best recruiters on your staff can be your players, right? Oh, yeah. How important is that to get that message out to them early? Um, I think that's what we were doing just now, like asking them, you know, what was something that was bad on your recruiting process? Like what was something you didn't like and let them hear from each other about things that we don't want to do here, the ways we don't want to turn others off when they come to OU because this is a destination place, you know? And so the other question was, um, where would you take someone if you were planning the visit? 
where would you go? A lot Ooh. of a lot of Campus mm. Corner. Okay, okay. A lot of Campus Corner. Top Golf. Top Golf. That's yes. a little bit of a track. They though, said right? they don't care. They, really? They said they're dry, it. It's worth it. Main event. Or hey never day. been to main event. Okay. Thought you haven't been to track. Have you been? I have. And I love main event. Really? Heyday is good too, though. Love heyday because heyday's hey closer. Heyday's closer. Right. But nonetheless. Wait, who's the spot? We got to make sure. Josh, who's a sponsor? Let's make sure we get the sponsors. <laughs> but it, it's wild because sometimes, right? People can come to a place. I'll mention many like Norman, Oklahoma, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama, mm-hmm. or these Stillwater and these small college towns, and they might think, oh, well, there's just not much to do there because it's not Nashville or it's not. But I don't know. You, you guys have been in, in big. I mean, you were at CSUN for a while, and Sarah, you've, you've been, what, a little bit of. I was at Howard last. I was in Washington, right? D.C. So you're in the D.C. area. Yeah. Well, um, I'll start with you. But what is it like whenever you come to a more college-centric town when you're recruiting to it? Yeah. Is it different? Uh, no, I think that really it's about the people. Um, I think the OU brand goes so far, like Howard's brand did too. But this one is it, it's blanket across everybody, across mm-hmm. the nation, I would say. Um, and I think when you're making a four-year decision, you're really making a 40-year decision. So it's kind of like, where can you go back to and feel the love and want to be a part of something? And I think that a lot of people want to be a part of the OU brand. Um, but I will say, this is not like a college town compared to one of the other places that I work that I won't say on the air because that's rude. But like, <laughs> where Target classic. was 30 minutes away. Oh, Right? No, like groceries, only one grocery store. It's packed all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't where it feels like a college town. Like, it definitely feels like there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you want some extra fun, you can go to the city, which isn't far either compared to where I used to live. And it was 45 minutes to do anything fun. So. Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget on this this front, Travis. There, these are still. I have a hard time thinking about eighteen year old me right now. I'm I'm much older than both of you, and I wasn't a highly recruited athlete. But I mean, Travis, how do you put yourself in that mindset of okay, here's here's what a young kid might want? It, it's listening to your players, right? Yeah, I think a lot of it's listening to your players, and a lot of it, I think, at that age, you don't really know what you want. Mm-hmm. You just see what other people are doing, and you're like, oh, that looks cool. Like, right. maybe I want that. And so I think trying to find the things that you value in that process. Like for me, I wanted to stay close to home and I ended up initially committing to another school that was a lot further away and then kind of getting pressured and then decided I wanted to stay, stay closer to home. So it's Mm. like, luckily I realized that before I signed my NLI, but those are just so real. Uh, NLI, NIL, two different yes. things now, right? Yes. we got to make sure. Yes. Uh, Sierra, for you, I mean, you're, you're a Hall of Famer at your alma mater. So w- when you come. That's right. I, I did my research a little hey. bit. But when you come into a program and you have that experience and you have that, you know, obviously success, how much does that resonate with current players? Um, I think sometimes they – they look past it, which is fine. I think you... You're you like, you better not look yeah. past it. I'm a Hall <laughs> no, of Famer. No, I think that you do, like, because for me, at least, for me, I'm a laid-back person. I'm very... I'm not, you know, throwing out, oh, I was in the Hall of Fame all these times. But I think when you start to look at your coach's resume, it matters, right? And... I don't think they pull it out all the time, but there might be something that I do, and they're like, ooh, the Hall of Fame, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it might come out here or there. But, you know, for, for me, I think with the players, I think they respect all of us as coaches because of the way that we treat them, 
Um, but then for me, winning matters, you know, so I think that they know that that comes from probably the hard work I put in. I, I, I know we, we got a couple more minutes here, so before I let you go, Travis, what can fans expect when they come out today at 1030 for an open practice? What are they going to see? They can expect a lot of high energy. I mean, just the personality on this team is super infectious, so super hard workers. They love to put in the work, but we also like to have a lot of fun. So you'll probably see some dancing at water breaks. Um, they're teaching me how to whoa, so just just some different dance moves. So, and and coach, from your perspective, for both of you, you're two here right now. But what what has it been like with Lindsey Gray Walton with Coach Kyle Walton? Because like I said, I mean, listen, I, Dane Summers is a stud. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I love Andy Pidgeon to death. These are great people. I love this staff. What's it been like for everyone to kind of immerse themselves within this this mindset and have the same goal? Yeah, uh, we have a quote for us, it's be you but align with us. So we're all able to be ourselves, and we love that. Um, we like love to have fun. I think that our team reflects their coaching staff. We love to have fun, but we also work really hard, too. So we enjoy the things that we do, whether it's wanting to be top ten in everything we do. Lindsay preaches that a lot, and we're very serious about that. But, I mean, it's been great. It's been great. We always have fun. I there's not a time we're not laughing um, and enjoying the process as we're out here with our team. Now, you, you had a major in broadcast, right? I did. Uh, you know, I always have that check for you whenever hey, you want. whenever you let me know. Whenever I'll, you whenever want. Whenever you need Think me. If things aren't going well on the sidelines, yeah, you just, come up. Yeah. I'll come over here and tell you what's happening. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, thank You're you. You're the best, thank man. You. Good luck. Uh, that's a little conversation on I say a little, a deep conversation on the staff and kind of what you can expect when you come out here this morning at 10.30 a.m. Thanks to Coach Jones. Thanks to Coach McGlorian for giving us a little bit of perspective on what we'll see when practice opens up at 10.30 a.m. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's put a wrap on Hour 1 with a few of your uh, Air Comfort Solutions texts, which are rolling in a lot on that 2012 Notre Dame conversation we had, and maybe, too, a little bit more on that offensive line quote from yesterday that made the rounds next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. We're on the road. We are an hour and 30 minutes away from the start of an open practice for the OU volleyball team. I'm excited about it. I'm pretty pumped. Um, Oh, here's a couple of thoughts. By the way, it's funny. We had a – did you get to listen to the – oh, you listened to the crossover because that ignited your OU Notre Dame 2012 rabbit hole dropping right i guess that's the way you would put it digging in that rabbit hole right <laughs> indeed indeed it is kind of amazing to me how many people uh didn't uh from the 405 james harden was also traded that night it's your sooner also the thunder lost james harden that notre dame evening i you know, here was the debate we had you because know, we were talking about that during the crossover that was and i don't know why that stays with me um did that happen post game, or did that? I want to say that the news seemed to break after the game was over. It, it was. Am I right, or does it was either after the game went final or right there, final stages of the game? It was not before. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so either. But I just I remember how crazy the reaction was to that because nobody knew what they were getting. It just seemed like you had given them away. But, yeah, it's, it's wild. We, we talked about it earlier in the show, the memories that can be triggered from just one sports moment. And, you know, Netflix has its Manti Teo documentary that's out, and all of a sudden it takes you back to 2012 OU Notre Dame. I'll, 
You know what's wild for me is OU then went to South Bend that following season. And for me, Josh, I'll never forget being down in the locker room. I, I had a <laughs> – in 13, I had a sweet sideline notebook where I had – I had cut out pictures of, like, the, the training staff, athletic training staff, and put it all in there and all the strength guys, and it was just really – it was probably my Mona Lisa for my sideline. And it was only because from 11, it's like I struggled. I was still learning names. 12, it got a little bit better. Then you would have turnover. So I thought, you know what, let's just – let's put it all here in one thing. And I was so excited I left it on the sidelines at Notre Dame. Just left it there whenever oh, we were out man. celebrating because that was an afternoon game. So all everything that had been cut out of it, everything that was good. See, guys, it was just boo. But you know what else I remember about it is we didn't get to leave. Everyone was hurrying to, everyone was hurrying to get to the airport. Oh, you had just beaten Notre Dame. The celebration was on in the locker room. It's like let's get out of it. Let's go home. And then all of a sudden, something happened. Something happened with like the, um, I want to say the, the. Not the landing gear, because I probably would have walked home if something was wrong with the landing gear. Look at Andy Pigeon. What a rock star you are. Um, but something happened with, like, the emergency exit. Like, the flotation thing somehow got accidentally set off. So we literally, Josh, sat at the South Bend Airport for, like, an hour. No, one of my, maybe, like, two hours before we finally got out of there. It's crazy. But everyone was on a high because they had just beaten Notre Dame, so it was all good. Gosh, a lot of stuff here on the 2012 Notre Dame game. We'll get to it. Uh, we got a break, though. I like this. As an OU fan stuck living in Arkansas, we can't wait for the UCA game. Our high school team is taking a bus load of players to watch. That's from Border Sooner talking about OU volleyball, which is our focus as open practice starts in 30 minutes from now, and we got you covered right here on the Plank Show.